Good love our gracious queens Are true and just queens Their time has come United Queendom Oh, God, chicken, my back really hurts. Oh, no, are you okay? I'm not sure. I've, I think I might have a congenital birth defect in my hip. When I look at you, I do think birth defect. So that would make <laughs> a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> you finally are a carry. You do have back problems, though, don't you? I literally do. I could not relate to this episode more if I tried. I feel so seen. I, f- I-, I feel represented. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm with Che. I'll try and keep it down. Oh. Um, carry on. <laughs> Great. And I just pissed myself. <laughs> oh, my God. So should we rate this? Should we rate this shit? Yes, I am going to give this a high. Oh, it's really difficult. I know we can't do highs and lows, can we? No, you can't do halves. I'm going to give it a six, a high six. Oh, I'm going to go really high. I'm going to give it a nine. Okay. And do you know why? What? Because <laughs> I'm giving it a nine because this felt like... There were elements of this episode that felt like um, what I wanted the show to be. Because Sex and the City originally was kind of groundbreaking and shocking and interesting. And this episode definitely went in that direction, particularly the second half. I was eyes glued to the screen, mouth open, like yes. very invested, Me very too. excited. So I'm like, do you know what? The sh- I've accepted at this point the show itself is flawed, the series is flawed. But this episode felt like um, a peak. So I'm going to give it its credit and give it a nine. Okay, well, I'm happy to reevaluate my score once we've discussed. I'm never too proud to make a change. Well, you know what they say, a six is just an upside down nine. Actually, no one's ever said <gasps> that, but they could. So just that turn it around. That is such a positive way to look at life. I'm always positive when it comes to a 69. Um, so what should we kick off the episode? I don't like 69. Chicken. You like yes. a 99. I really don't. I don't like that at all. It's not for me. No, I said you like a 99, like the ice cream. Oh, I don't like 99s. I don't like the cone. I don't like the sauce. Really? You like the flake? I like the flake and I like the ice cream. So just give me that in a bowl and don't be so pathetic. No one forces you to eat the cone. I always do, but I like the cone. And also, no one forces me to get a 99 either. And they're not even 99p anymore. No, they're like £7.99 with interest. But if we want to maintain interest <laughs> in this recap, in. we need to move on from ice cream. <laughs> I mean, we could do a whole podcast on ice cream, for show, but let's not today. Because we actually have a lot to get through. So, Carrie, <laughs> we do. Um, kind of like Shay's fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Getting stuck right in there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> So Carrie and Seema are um, back in the apartment. Oh, this is where we see the... Emphasis on back. (laughs) Yeah, honey, Carrie got back. (laughs) She goes up the stairs. This is where we see the entryway of her apartment. Yes. I think we said it last episode, but it was this one, wasn't it? We're getting confused because it's yeah, two one. Um, but um, this this reminds me of you because you went through a cane period. <laughs> you didn't use an umbrella, but you actually didn't you have an actual cane when you were pregnant? 
I had an actual cane uh, lended to me by my 92-year-old neighbour. Um, and she said you need it sadly more. no longer with us. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and, um, <laughs> and uh, walking down the street and literally they laughed at me and other neighbours were literally laughing at me. I was like, it's your cane, MF. <laughs> but I told you my theory on that. Because you were, you had a cane and you were wearing sunglasses. And I think people were laughing at you. Be- and a straw hat. Because they thought you were blind. So they didn't think you could see them laughing. <laughs> oh, well. Not that that's okay. Newsflash, not everyone. <laughs> not that it's okay to laugh at a blind person, but I don't think they knew you could see them. And uh, They knew. I asked them for the cane. Oh, well, they definitely knew. But I thought you, you told me strangers were laughing at you as well. Strangers were laughing at me, like literally. <laughs> like, and I, Romanian children chased me down the street. And you really looked like Richard Attenborough from Jurassic Park in that period. Genuinely. Well, it was really hot. It was like the first couple of months of lockdown. I, I think my stomach, I, have you ever seen a more pregnant woman in your life? Oh, God, yeah. You, you did not look that pregnant. Are you joking? I didn't think so. I've seen way more pregnant than you. You were the most well, Richard Attenborough-esque I've seen, definitely, including actual you. Richard Attenborough. But... <laughs> well, my cane did not have a mosquito trapped in amber, sadly, but... <laughs> um, so what do you, as someone who's suffered with back problems, what did you think of this storyline oh, for Carrie? Oh, the tea. The tea. I mean, at first I was like, what are they doing to Carrie Bradshaw? <laughs> Um, yeah. Like, I was like, wow, this is very weird arc for Carrie. They're really kind of bringing her down. Like, she's been through enough. Um, yeah. And she's lost all that glimmer. But maybe they're making her a bit more real. Um, I, In terms of the actual thing, I can totally relate. Um, and I've had to actually have assistance when my back's gone, pissing off the bed. And I relate to wetting yourself as well. And that's yeah. even when I had a good back. <laughs> I think maybe, because I didn't see the point of this, I think maybe it was all a device to build up to what happens later. Because the scene I which I think will go down probably is one of the most memorable scenes from this series, maybe in all of Sex and City. It kind of needed Carrie to be indisposed to play out like that. So I think it's more of a device than a comment on... Because I think they purposely made it a birth defect and not just Carrie getting old uh, so that it would work. Yeah, so it wouldn't feel, I mean, it wouldn't feel so depressing. And I, I know we're all ageing, but I look back at old pictures of Sex and the City and to me then they looked old because they are older than us. And now I look well, back we at the pictures of then. them. I know, but now I look back at them and think, my God, they look younger than me now. On my most recent rewatch of Sex and the City, when I realised I was older for the first few seasons than Carrie, that was very hard to swallow. And also watching Friends, yeah. it's the same thing when you realise you're older than the characters because they always seem so old to us. Um, yeah. It's depressing, man. So I guess at least it doesn't mean old age, but my back health is old age because I'm degenerating as we speak. Yeah, I can smell it. Well, it's um, like Louisa says, we're all, we, all, we all are dying, aren't we? I love starting off the new year on a cheery note. Um, have you ever had a doctor as hot as Dr. Patel? Or as bad at acting? Um, what about Dr. Wow? <laughs> that is a throwback uh, no. to the original series, something we quote a lot. I don't know if you guys are aware of it, but it's from um, Bitsy Von Muffling um, when she's telling Charlotte about the acupuncture. Dr. You do the quote, you're better at it than me. 
Charlotte, you're saying Dr. Mao, or as I call him, Dr. Wow. <laughs> what? Wasn't she meant to be in the series more? We've only seen her like once. <sighs> I don't know. But so she goes to the doctor. And yeah, he's a terrible actor. And also, I'm sure Seema told me about my dating history. Don't care. Next. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and then we Have get I them all. ahead. Yeah, we get them all at lunch where Anthony seems to be the new Samantha, which if anyone's going to fill that role, I think he's the best call for it. Yeah, it felt quite natural. I did like it when he said, you're not, not knocking on an old, <laughs> on an old home, <laughs> old folks home. <laughs> And Miranda's again trying to order alcohol. She's trying to get champagne to celebrate because Anthony's there. I mean, that's a reach. Yeah. <laughs> Our friend is here. Let's celebrate. <laughs> um, Charlotte's like, Miranda, it's not even 12.30. So we're still going with that. And um, Yeah, but you can still have champagne with orange juice. Books fizz. Yeah. Making your mind up. Oh, honey, and you want to talk about getting old? <laughs> Talk about getting too camp, if I'm referencing <laughs> books fears. <laughs> and then we continue with the gender storyline with Charlotte. She finds out on a mummy call that her Rose is now going by the name Rock. Mm-hmm. And she's and shocked. she didn't know. She's shocked. Yeah. She's rocked her car. And then BLT calls her to confirm. And again, I don't believe that because surely BLT would have said at some point to her in their friendship, like, how's Rock? Yeah. You know, and then Charlotte being like, what, who's Rock? Yeah. I just don't believe that she wouldn't know this. And because... And and Lily would have said something as well. Rose already t- spoke to her about it before, didn't she? So it's like, she's already started the conversation, so why would she... And Charlotte hasn't been unsupportive as of yet, so why would she not let her parents no. know? Oh. No, so then she goes to ask uh, Rock... Rose, what's happening? And then she rock does my worst nightmare. And what I'm terrified is going to happen with my child, where everything is just on TikTok, and that's all you need to do to explain anything. And it's just a hellscape, in my opinion. It's just awful what's happening to the youth today. Oh my with god! This yeah, my niece is seven, and she, uh, over Christmas she's been given a phone by, well, my brother. And she can only contact her mum and dad on it, but they have a WhatsApp thread and she's just like there on WhatsApp. And even though it's to her parents, it's just very weird to see a seven-year-old do that. I mean, I'm not a parent. Maybe it's not that weird these days, but to me, it just seemed unusual. Um. Why why is she seven? Why does she need to contact them? Aren't they with her or a care provider? Her dad was with her while she was on the thread, but her her mum and dad aren't together, so they were separate and they were like on the thread and it's just yeah it's very very strange surreal isn't it so surreal i mean maybe yeah and it's like and again it's also public everything's public so your own private family home it wasn't known what's going on in her life but everybody else around the world knew about it before her own parents did and she's only young i mean i thought she was much older we find out later how old she actually is and i was gagged how old is she She's 12. Yes, 12. Yeah, I thought she was older than that. Which makes sense. But, like, I mean, children nowadays do act a lot older than than how we did when we were younger, I suppose. Than we do now. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> but the thing I would have had a real problem with as a parent, and would have put my foot down, was the actual content of the TikTok, which is, my name is Rock, I'm the new kid on the block. Gender aside, that is not okay. That is not acceptable. That was mortifying and begging so to be bullied. Cringe. I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah, you deserve it. And also, Rock, what a name is that? You could choose any name on the planet and you choose that. I don't think that Charlotte would let her 12-year-old be on TikTok. I wouldn't. And so I don't oh. think... She, and I think Charlotte would be stricter than me. But is it is it is that normal now? Maybe it is. I've just said about my 7 year old I, I don't know. I, gonna... I think it might be normal. But for bullying and stuff, like, they could... Can you... You can message each other on TikTok, can't you? Or comment at least on... You could definitely comment on things. I have no idea. I've never been on it. I don't know how it... Tell us, tell us what happens. I mean, how can you avoid it? You know, she's going to school. All her friends are going to have it. Um, I think it's just one of those things that you have to give in, right? Well, I thought Instagram, you had to be like at least 16 or something. But yeah, TikTok is definitely for younger people. But I assume that meant maybe it's more regulated and they make sure that it's not like people... Because I would be most worried about bullying. With the whole social media thing, I've always said the thing I'm most grateful for as a teenager was that I couldn't see things I wasn't invited to or if anyone was being mean to me, they couldn't reach me when I was at home. So the fact of just like open all doors access is what would terrify me as well as the whole thing about just like being addicted to the phone and not um, communicating in real life. And there's just so many things and I thought... I would have expected Charlotte to be, like, really cracking down on that and not, like, having her 12-year-old post things that she hasn't even seen. And things this mortifying. She's too busy trying to, like, find black people. She is. To eat with. She wants to make a black friend primarily and then second raise her family. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was very, very cringe. And then Miranda is sat... Um, where We go to Miranda's house in Brooklyn and she's sat around this ginormous pile of Amazon boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, which I can relate to that. That is a habit that I have not got out of since lockdown, which is just, like, non-stop buying stuff um, with no purpose. But she opens one box and I'm sorry... But again, Miranda, what's happening to you? It's it's socks and lubricant for her 17-year-old son and his girlfriend. I know. And does it not sound like it's the girlfriend who ordered it, not Brady? Why would you order it to to his house? Tried to sneak that past you. Why wouldn't you put your name on it? Yeah, I mean, it would have your name on it. You don't, like, that doesn't really make any sense. Um, unless Miranda did she open it without looking at the name just because she had so many boxes I don't know I, I, how can you just be so checked out and blase about this I mean listen talk to me in 17 years but like I find it so strange that she's so and she even says my mum would freak out if she knew that I was ordering lube well and it's just the fact that um, I kept thinking about this from Miranda's point of view and Steve's and I'd be like this would be mortifying but also when you're a teenager, the last thing you want is for your parents to know you're having sex or be able to hear you or know you have lube. So the idea that the kids themselves are not embarrassed by this at all just is very weird to me. I know. Maybe it's a new shift. I think the next generation are even more anxious in about stuff like that than we were. So I don't... It doesn't ring true to yeah. me. But obviously this girl's a bitch. Also, Ed, where's, um, where's Steve? Where is he? I don't know. Can you... Give us a little bit of Steve. Oh, um, 
Oh, uh, Ed, Ed and Chloe on the United Queen podcast. This is Steve. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to call and let you know I'm not going to be around for a while. I, I got to go to the dentist because of all these cheer sheets in my teeth. But, uh, <laughs> tell, tell Brady, uh, that I'll use some of his lube when I get back on myself. And, uh, I, I'll see you around. Tell Brady to stop fucking that girl. And also tell my wife to do the same. Stop fucking that girl. <laughs> Everyone in my house is fucking girls apart from me. I can't do Steve, sorry. And it sounds like neither can Miranda. Uh, and also, it's not girl, it's they, them, chicken. They, oh, Che, yeah. I'm not going to be able to do that, so let's just get that clear up. <laughs> Listen, just, let's just do a disclaimer. We're not being, trying to be hurtful or disrespectful. It's just, we just can't keep up with this shit, okay? I would make an effort in real life, but I'm, for fictional characters, yes. I'm not going to, like, it's hard enough going through no, all these notes without much. trying to do that as well. Uh, 100%. <laughs> so, um, and then... But then shape is another package. <laughs> quit like a woman that shocks her to her core <laughs> quit like a woman <laughs> <laughs> quit like a queen would be a better title for this book by the way but um oh i love that book it's iconic <laughs> is it a real book <laughs> oh you mean like i yeah, don't know but i want it <laughs> you need it by the sound of our last episode <laughs> um so what did you think when you saw it that, that what had happened because i thought what happened was what eventually turned out to have happened Oh, that she sent it to herself? Without remembering it, yeah. Spoiler I thought it was actually going to turn out to be Carrie. So after Carrie pissed herself, I thought she'd go, and it was me who sent you that book. Oh, that would have been cool. But I don't think Carrie would ever do something like that. I mean, actually, I even no, think Carrie Charlotte wouldn't know. really. But, um, well, she didn't. And she didn't. Yeah. So. <laughs> so for me, I mean, it was like a twist at the end. I mean, so she then tells Carrie in the doctor's office that Charlotte sent it her. And then once she said that, I did think it was Charlotte. Yes. And I thought I'd missed a bit where it said love Charlotte or something. So then when the twist came back that it was her, I was surprised again, but actually it's what I'd thought as soon as I saw the book. And it was a way of sort of showing us, okay, guys, she is getting blackout. You just haven't seen it. Exactly, yeah, which I like. She's doing it alone at home. I kind of liked how this unfolded. Yeah, and, and that's the reality as well, especially once you get to a certain age, you're not going out to clubs, are you? You are, if you're going, if you're that way inclined, you're going to get wasted at home. Yeah. Um, you know, and buy stupid shit and do all these things. Like, that's the reality, especially after COVID and everything. You're going to be doing these things at home. And they do say that, like, middle-aged white women are like the, the the group that alcoholism is most kind of rising in so i guess Miranda's representing yeah we that. are yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i like the fact that because i thought it was going to be a big deal when miranda and carrie finally talked about the drinking thing but actually it happened very casually and miranda was the one who brought it up so I thought that was quite mm. cool. And they even said the word alcoholic, but they're all very blasé about it. And then Carrie says, do you think you have a problem with drinking? And it's like, that's kind of shady. But I don't know. I bought this conversation. It was believable to me. And I believe that they would ask each other. They do in their friendship ask each other hard questions sometimes, don't they? Um, and they help each other reflect. It's like uh, a few previous episodes, you know, she's like, why are you walking so much? And she helps Carrie sort of, realise why she's doing it, blah, blah, blah. So I, I can believe that in their friendship that she would ask her that. And I think that Carrie's... So forwardly. For, for, for the very flawed friend that she is, I think that she's very good at not judging people. And I think it's because she doesn't want to be judged. Like when she had the affair with Big, 
she kind of, and Miranda granted her that. She was like, she had a cigarette with her and was nice about it. And I think that they've been through so much of it. It's like, okay, when you've been friends with someone for a long time, eventually you just kind of almost have to have a pact that, listen, when you do something really bad, I'm just not going to judge you because I'm your friend. And I think Carrie's very like yes. that. Whereas I think obviously Miranda traditionally is the judgmental friend. But now she's in the position where she's kind of the one misbehaving. So she kind of doesn't want people to treat her the way she... If any, if it was any of the other girls, she'd probably be the one like making the biggest deal out of it, really. Um, I think you're right. I did enjoy the Charlotte needs a book, how to get a stick out of your ass like a woman. That was a good line. <laughs> like a woman. Oh, we were yeah, meant to do like our favourite line of the episode. We didn't do it last episode. Ah. Um, of the last episode. Yeah, last episode. What... Or do you want to do it of this one? Well, let's backlog oh my God, off. last episode. Mine's Harry's. I like her book! I mean, it was my least favourite, but it's probably going to be the one that turns into something we quote at any given moment. <laughs> Mine's, I really do love that sweater. Where's it from? J. Crew. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> she said that was so much venom. She really made that line work. She was so mad. I lived. And also, I did like in that scene where she was like, just text me when you know you definitely can't come. And then as soon as the door slams, her phone goes bing. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Hopefully she'll be back, actually. She was. She fit a lot of shade into that. Yeah, bring her back. 10 seconds. She did. Um, shade is life. And then we get Charlotte with Miranda. Oh, and we'll do the favourite quote in this one as it comes. Okay. Um... And then, so they're by Carrie's bedside. Uh, Carrie's asleep. And then Charlotte says to Miranda, you were a tomboy, right? And, uh, and she says, Louisa wouldn't like that term, but yes. And then I love that. <laughs> she hates Louisa. <laughs> Don't we all? And then Carrie's eyes pop yes. open like a horror film because she realised they were having a conversation not about her. She's like, dum, dum, dum. <laughs> like, How do I make this about myself? Oh, I need to pee. I need to pee. Um, so, and again, I can relate to this. I have had numerous moments uh, after childbirth. Again, so numb. I wet myself like I lost count at twenty five times. And you need help to wee. And I liked this. They're like, right, let's. And then, did you see again? I thought of you. Obviously, Miranda came in right at the round the back of Carrie. Oh god, yeah, she's getting right in there. There is no stopping her at the moment. A bottle of wine, a female, she will devour it in no time. But um, the thing that really uh, stuck out to me in this scene was uh, Carrie referenced friends when she was being put on the toilet. She said, "Exactly the one way they lower her to the toilet," and I was like, "It was so surreal for me to hear." carry reference friends when those shows they coexisted didn't they of the 90s coexisted exactly the same time and also i just don't think carrie would have watched friends i don't think carrie would have watched friends and it's almost too cross-referential because remember that kristen davis cameoed in friends as one of joey's girlfriends and also it's 2021 like, I know you're probably referencing it maybe because the Gen Zs are just sort of getting into, and the younger millennials, because it's now on Netflix or whatever, so everyone's starting to rewatch it again. Um, but it's like, why are you referencing Friends? This is, can't you reference something like Game of Thrones? Because at least you're on a throne. <laughs> well, I guess, like, that's what we do. We reference Sex and the City and Friends. So I guess 
it's believable they would reference old shows rather than imagine Carrie referencing like Fleabag or something. It'd be like, oh, no. Yeah, but all of Carrie's references are from the 70s. Oh, toot, toot, beep, beep. You know, all these things are they're old. Barbara <laughs> Streisand. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like the old gay men references because that's what the show who's the show's written by is old gay men. Do you know what this? They're like, why is Carrie now like referencing friggin' Friends? The sad thing is, they probably like guys. We need to get more current references, and Friends was as close yeah. as they could get. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then bizarre, very bizarre. She um, so Carrie corrects she's Miranda on the, she's... about saying calling Shay she not they. Oh yeah, which. Um, they them yeah and w- whereas i think actually it would be carrie who would mix it up more than miranda but i guess it's her boss so she's gonna um be more on it i guess put the effort in yeah yeah so she's on the lulu and she's naff up uh, naff uh numb uh so she can't work out if she's peeing yet and then she gets a phone call from shay and miranda gets all giddy like a schoolgirl. can i just say just because Carrie's numb, why can she not hear the pee? Who is she, Steve? Exactly, I wrote that. Like, hey, what, what did you say? <laughs> say my name? And then Mar- Miranda says, oh, is it Charlotte says, I'll tell you when you stop peeing. And it's like, well, she... No- yeah, is she deaf? No, I mean, can you imagine if, if in this moment she'd started shitting? I would have given this a 10 out of 10. <gasps> Uh, to be honest with you, well, so one of the times when my back broke, uh, back went, my mum had to come and I was stuck in bed with my toddler and my husband had to stay at work, he couldn't leave. So my mum came and she went, uh, brought a, uh, like a gravy funnel from her home and we used it as a shiwi. And um, I was pissing off the bed and I was like, oh no, poo's coming. <laughs> and my mum said, if you've got to go, I'll get a bowl. And let's just say... I did. You know what? Shit literally happens. <laughs> and just like shat. Um, and just like that. <laughs> she shat. Oh my God. How long after birth was that? No, this was just when my back went. Oh honey, after birth is a whole other situation. We bought a mop because of to how much I pissed myself after. Oh. No, because I kept wetting the floor after I gave birth. So we had to get a mop. Oh my God. I mean, it is funny. Well, it's funny to me, but like... It's actually so <laughs> debilitating to have any problems to do with toilets. But stuff. the point is, I always could hear it. <laughs> and smell so it. So I don't understand why. <laughs> why yeah, I don't understand why Carrie couldn't hear it. It's very strange. Yes, very strange. As is Miranda getting her date with Che. They're downstairs. And also, I know we've just spent ages, well, especially you, sharing toilet stuff. But we're not on a date. Um, yes, I know. You didn't ask. <laughs> but if we're meant to believe Che fancies Miranda, which later on certainly becomes clear, why is she telling her all about her IBS and shitting us? <laughs> like, that is not... While fl- she's eating junk food. It's not flirtatious conversation. Spicy fucking tacos. I know. It's like, she's talking about how she now is careful what she eats in case she shits herself while eating spicy tacos. Like, what? the fuck are you talking about <laughs> damn this coca-cola's good girl <laughs> it's just it's madness um we get another i know bizarre we get another current reference with anthony because he does a baby jane throwback um, <laughs> when they're getting the stuff delivered carrie's eating bread 
when she's back from the hospital, which is Carrie's the most shocking. She's thing. wasted. That's why she's wasted. Yeah, and then we see a guy yeah, from the original series. This is the series, most likable like, she's ever been. The um, the delivery guy, which that's, guy, the Samantha Blue. He carries her in. No, honey, that's not him. It is him. I looked it up. It is not him. It is. He's way too young. I know. I thought you'd fall for it. I did that to you. <laughs> I did that to you on another one a few episodes ago, and you believed <laughs> yeah. it. And I thought I'd get you again. <laughs> You're wise oh to God, me now. Always gaslighting me. I'm gonna keep trying. <laughs> that one was too ridiculous because that the delivery guy was really hot, and um, this guy is this guy's not g- 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 gay since he was born. Um, Honey, and then Carrie does the podcast high on drugs in a funny hat, like us now, in a funny hat, and she <laughs> talks about Samantha Jones. I know. I couldn't believe it when she said that. My did she say my friend Samantha Jones? She did. Took out my diaphragm. Which do you remember? Which episode that was? I remember the scene, but I can't remember. It's the episode where she's secretly redating Big again after the, their first breakup. So I think it's season two. <gasps> yes. And she won't tell. Oh. She hasn't told them. She says, "Why are you wearing a diet? Who are you sleeping with?" God, that gives it even more layers than, doesn't it? Well, so to yeah. speak, because it's just like, it's back to big. And so she must be thinking about those times with big and Samantha. Um, but I did think, because then Charlotte starts saying, oh, Samantha might hear this um, and she should tell her. And I was like, Samantha didn't even read the column back in the day when it was about exactly. her. Exactly. And Samantha wouldn't care. I don't think Samantha would care. Um, but I do think that um oh no well i think that comes in a scene later actually but at this bit we get charlotte and harry talking to the school about rock and this just was very uncomfortable i thought really and this is you know you and i've discussed before like i have always sort of been tempted by the idea of some sort of home education or something and this is kind of a reason why it felt like some kind of fucking cult and trying to indoctrinate children into some kind of environment where the parents have no say at all in how their children are being raised i mean am i taking it too far um no it did feel like that i feel like charlotte and harry's response to this whole thing is very i think it's been done well i think that is how a lot of parents would react like concerned but wanting to do the right thing not sure what the right thing is and i think they're being kind of open-minded and stuff the school's reaction i don't think they're almost, like, against Harry and Charlotte, it felt like. Exactly. And it's almost like, whatever you say. Because they even said to her she was resisting it or something. And she's like, no, we're not. We don't even have... We don't have any idea what's going on. And then the school are like, well, we think this... It's almost like the school are like, we're on this train now and we're pushing it and we're... And they even say, Harry and Charlotte say, she's 12, like... But the school are like, no, nope, it's been said, so that's it now. She's on that train. It's taking off whether you want to get on it or not. And I just, and I know that school, a lot of schools are like that now. And I just find it quite unsettling because they're not the parents. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, when I was reading about it on Reddit afterwards, they were saying um, schools are not obligated now to tell parents if the child has asked for a name change at school. And I guess I was thinking about... Like if... um, That's crazy. Well, I was thinking about like if a child like me was gay at school, obviously I wouldn't want the teachers, if I was telling everyone, to tell my parents. But that is very different because a name change is like almost an official thing on your register 
And like And she's you... a child. She's twelve years old. She's not eighteen. Yeah, so it's very, very weird. And I feel like the best thing would be the school to have the conversation and to be kind of like, oh, we understand this is confusing. Also, the school are acting like they know all about it, whereas, like, actually, exactly. the whole world is not very clued into this now. Even people in the throw of it don't really fully understand, like, the boundaries And I'm sorry, rules. but your teachers, you're not there to help mould. You're there to teach. You're not there to... It's not your second job is to also help mould the identity of 12-year-old girls. You are a teacher. They are the parents. If a child says, I want to be called Rock, you let the parents know. Then the parents move forward and discuss it with the teacher, how they want everything to be handled. And it goes like that. You're not the kind of moral gender police who decide how their a child should go about it. Like, I find that really frightening. That is also being on telly and it's kind of being billed as the norm of how, how a stupid... Because then what else would they not tell a parent? You know what I'm saying? If I was a teacher, I would have called in Charlotte and Harry and said, look at this TikTok. Um, your daughter is a terrible rapper and we need to <laughs> Right, and that. has really and bad we'll, fashion sense. We'll get to the gender stuff later. Um, and then Harry was like, afterwards, it could just be for attention or to buggers. And I was like, that is how I feel. That is, from people I've known in this kind of situation, that is a very um, normal reaction. And so I think Harry's representing a lot of people there. And I love that Charlotte said to him, you're a good father. And I was like, oh, they're still so cute as a couple. I still like them. I absolutely loved it because it was showing these two kind of worlds here now that are steaming forward at the same time but are finding difficult to coexist because it's sort of very new and and it's confusing and they are real parents and the you know most parents it doesn't matter how liberal hearted you are stuff like this is very confusing and I really did especially if it concerns your child you know there are so many factors like Charlotte discussed with Anthony a few episodes prior and I just love it I think it's great it's, it's showing a this is the one thing I think that's showing a really balanced view of both sides of the story here. I agree. I think they they are doing that, but I also think I'm worried about where it's going because like because this is such a high profile example of this kind of storyline. If um, Rock was to decide that it was just a phase and she didn't want to be called Rock and she wasn't non-binary, then I think that a lot of people would find that offensive. Like, oh, that's saying that everyone who non-binary, it's just a phase. And if they go full pelt and Rock is non-binary and goes down that path, and then Charlotte suddenly gets very accepting on it, I feel like, because for a lot of people, I think it is just a phase or an experimental thing, it'll be almost yeah. solidifying it. So I think because the show has such influence, whichever way they go with this, I just, I don't know. It's true. Because, I mean, look at Shiloh Pitt. Like... In pretty much her entire life, she wanted to be. Now I don't know what her name was, but a boy, is and that, now is she's that Brangelina's? Be, yeah, she was a boy, and then literally in the last sort of year has come out like, no, I'm a girl. She's wearing dresses now. She changed her like she wanted to be known as a boy's name, but I can't remember what the name is. Um, you know, and that was a phase for her. So it's very difficult. It is very difficult, and that's why like it's brave for the show to tackle this. But I feel like there is no way of doing it without eventually upsetting people. Um, but I am interested. No, but at the end of the day, that's life. You can't please everybody. Whichever way they go, 
there's going to be and 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 anything in life uh someone's going to be upset but that's life and that's why there's lots of different options for you to listen to and watch and follow on social media don't tell people there's other options to listen to please this is the only podcast um yeah sorry so, so che calls in on carrie um and finds miranda carrie smacked out yeah I'm so jealous also this rambo thing has got to stop oh my god it's so cringe <laughs> it's rambo it's it's rambo <laughs> <laughs> it's lesbo <laughs> and <laughs> they're doing shots of tequila together and i mean this is no revelation to anyone, but can we just take a second, uh, and I'll say more on it later, that Cynthia Nixon is such a good actress. She really... She's brilliant. ...plays drunk so well, and later on in this... I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if Cynthia Nixon gets an Emmy nomination and maybe win for, for Miranda this season. And if she doesn't, I think it's because her storylines have been often weird and mortifying. But as an actress, you cannot fault what she's delivering here. Oh, she's fantastic. Um, she's she's such an esteemed actor because when she was wasn't she in like not even Broadway but like the more serious New York uh, theater from when she was a child. And is she a genius? Hasn't she got like a NASA sort of IQ or something? Yeah, maybe in real I mean, life. She's won. She's won a Tony, hasn't she? And I think she's won an Emmy for Sex and the City, mm. Best Supporting Actress. I could be wrong. So she's um. And I think maybe she's won a Grammy. I might just made up one of those spoken word albums. So she's like Ooh. almost EGOT level if she won an Oscar. <gasps> so, I mean, she's a great, great actress, as obviously is Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, I'm sorry, but it's a crime that she didn't get an Oscar for the second movie, Abba Dabba Doo. <laughs> oh my God. That was one of the big, um, what do they call it? Snub, that's the one. Snub. Oh, that's it, a snub. She was, she was robbed. <laughs> um, so Miranda says, I'm not a pot person. Che says, I remember you liked it. And then they do the... What do they call it when she blows it in her mouth again? Um, oh, fuck. I can't, I'm having a senior moment now. Blow back or something. I don't think we call it... But I've never done that. And I, I, I don't think... I haven't it's called like smoke. I think, I think in America it's different. I'm sure it's blowback in the UK. What's a hot box? Is that when you're in a tent? Yeah, I did that once in Glastonbury. We almost died. <laughs> and then you shut yourself again. Yeah, yeah. Because I couldn't see the, I couldn't see the, um, the zip, and we just didn't. I estimate how quickly it would get so smoky in there. We couldn't breathe. We couldn't see. I'm lucky to still be here. And we're lucky to still have you. I guess. You can uncross <laughs> your fingers now. Otherwise, you would have, speaking of fingers, then we get this scene escalates <laughs> and we get um, one of the most, well, definitely the most sexual scene of this series. And even in the original Sex and the City, this would be shocking, not just because it's um, not a man and a woman. Um, it's just quite graphic. But because it's so intense and graphic, yeah. Because even when, like, Samantha and uh, Jerry... Smith Jared had their they probably had the most explicit six sex scenes in the show. There was always an element of comedy and it was almost cartoonish. This feels very real to me and very intimate and very raw and believable and yeah, almost porn like. Yeah, yeah, because even with the lesbian, we had lesbian squirting, which I don't think's ever been on mainstream TV, but that was comedy. Yeah. Um when 
you know, so even that was, was, was funny. Um, but this was even down to the dialogue, like, can I touch you and all of this stuff and please don't stop, please don't stop. And, um, it, they were, you could tell that she was A, wasted and B, just taken over in the moment because they're literally in the same room as Carrie, basically. There's like a tiny partition wall dividing them and, it's like they've completely forgotten that Carrie's even there. Which, in some episodes of series, we would like to do as well. But, yes. Um, I, I've said before, and other people have said, that um, Miranda's sex scenes always struck me as the most real in the original Sex and the City. Definitely. Um, I think Cynthia Nixon's very good at sex scenes, and here she's... I mean, she, I completely bought it. And I. It felt real. Like It actually felt like they were doing it. I mean, they probably were. But when when the thing started with Miranda and Che a few episodes ago, I was like, I'm just not going to buy into this. And then t- this episode, I absolutely did. It felt very realistic. And then Carrie's watching through the mirror, which really <laughs> adds such Brilliant. a dynamic to this. Because if it was just them having that. sex, it wouldn't be as interesting. But the fact Carrie knows about it and they don't know. And then Carrie starts pissing in the Snapple ball. Which, by the way, I love Snapple and I wish it was more available in this country. I know, bless her. Yes. I totally get that. And then she pours piss on her own bed. And, you know, that's really sad as well because there's two dichotomies going on here. There's like, um, Miranda's got her husband and then this she's having this kind of fruitful sexual encounter uh, and Carrie's all alone and pissing herself and if her husband were there he would be the one helping her you know and and I was just trying to put myself in Carrie's situation if I were her in that moment I'd be like for fuck's sake I'm watching these two uh, people having it off my hip hurts I'm pissing myself why isn't my husband here you know god I genuinely didn't even think about that that it's uh, aside from how offensive it is just to have sex in front of your friend and not help them while they piss themselves. There's also the fact she's recently bereaved that she probably doesn't want to watch her friend have sex, well, anyway, but especially right now when she feels lonely yeah. and has not got her other half. I mean, it's awful on so many levels, but also I did completely buy... I bought the scene as well. So that's why I thought this was such a good episode because it was like a fucking nightmare for everyone. Well, for, for Carrie and then later for Miranda. Yeah, it, it actually was. It really was. It built really nicely because their chemistry, when they're flirting before it even happens, is amazing. Like the, the sort of gentle touching. And I did like, this was very unsex in the city. This was more almost cinematic when they yeah. would zoom in on their hands touching and zoom in on the tea towel. Um, that's new camera work that we don't usually get in Sex in the City. And I wonder, I mean, Cynthia Nixon is... Um, an executive producer, but I wonder if maybe she even directed this episode. We'll have to have a look because it feels oh, different. Oh, she did direct some of them, yeah. I didn't know she was an executive yeah. producer now. Yeah, she said that she, um, well, A, would only sign on if they could do more of her woke stuff, but she is officially executive producer, yeah. Oh, interesting. But um, imagine, yeah, so imagine waking up, watching in the mirror. I mean, personally, I would not be able to not watch it's just like it's just like I'm stuck in the bed might as well have a watch it's like TV in it <laughs> I would definitely watch I mean you would probably masturbate am, am I wrong is that too far <laughs> yeah in my piss mm. <laughs> um, 
And then obviously Miranda makes the noises. I mean, I've just watched the episode this morning, so I haven't seen a huge reaction yet, but I imagine this is going to be like probably memed and maybe go viral and stuff. And there's going to be a lot of <gasps> and like <laughs> hand over the like, mouth. I mean, it was top of mail online before, before we recapped this, um, which Charlotte will have read because she reads the daily mail as we found she out. She does. Yes, does. Um, so yeah, it was just an iconic moment, and then it, it just keeps going because um, Miranda. Um, where's goes, Shay? We need her to put put her hand over your mouth. <laughs> um, and then Miranda goes for a wee, leaves the door open, and it's kind of a throwback to the original. I mean, they weren't meant it like this, but it's funny that one of Miranda's ex boyfriends she dumped because he kept weeing with the door open. Yeah, Miranda, and, and also can we just also say she's just cheated on Steve. As well. Who is Steve? That's another thing. Who is Steve? Eh, my winda. Sorry, that was really I'm sorry. I, I'm forgetting about Steve because clearly Miranda has, but he seems to have been. He's been Willy Garsoned out the show. So I don't she, know. but like she, I didn't think that she. Well, well, we'll get to it because there was there was a bit that comes up which I I I understand can happen in life, but I also just for this character I don't believe it. But we'll we'll discuss in a minute regarding Steve. Yes, we will. Something doesn't sit quite right. So Mar- so Carrie is in going is what SJP I think's done really well in this scene is we kind of see her process what's just sort of happened. So Shay goes and then. Miranda goes to the toilet and um, then Carrie sort of like, you could see the, the, the shock wear off and then the anger star and it's just so brilliantly acted, I thought. Yeah, the whole scene is, it's a masterclass in acting and I love the fact Carrie kind of had the choice. She could have pretended she didn't see anything and it feels like she considers that but then she's just so angry. She's like, no, you know, my best friend is having sex with my boss and she says, what are you doing? What is going on with you? And she says, maybe Charlotte was right. You do have a drinking problem. You're just you're married and you just had sex in the kitchen. Sorry, I'm reeling off the whole script, but I feel like every line is so important in this. Yeah. And this is when Miranda reveals, I'm unhappy. And her face, it's just like, I was so believing everything she was doing. She said, I'm trapped. I hate my marriage. I hate my life since forever. Yes. And Carrie says, that's not true. And she says, I feel like it is. So how did you feel about this revelation? It, this is really tricky because I, in order for me to believe this, I need to separate myself from the voice of Cynthia Nixon and her real life and her influence on the character of Miranda because I can't help feel that Cynthia Nixon's overwhelming presence has kind of pivoted Miranda away from everything that we've known about her for the last 20 years. And I know there was a period where the sex went out of their marriage. I understand you can fall out of love. I understand you can maybe go through a new season. Uh, perhaps you can have uh, underlying things that you've been suppressing. I totally get that. That's a thing for many, many people. You can also be, she could potentially have been pansexual, all these different elements. But to say that she was never, ever happy in her marriage, I don't buy it. I'm sorry. See, that was my initial reaction. But I thought about it some more. And I I know people who do this. I'm not one of these people, but it really pisses me off. When things are bad or have been bad, people kind of look back on it through a lens of like, it's always been bad. 
Um, mm-hmm. And also when she says since forever, I don't think she means since day dot. I think she means it's been so long, it feels like forever. Because obviously right. she's been happy with Steve. There's no denying that. But to be honest, her and Steve always have been fraught from the beginning. They kind of, from, it's never been a smooth ride. And it is believable to me that they've grown stale. And I do think she loves Steve. The thing actually that I found less believable was she said to Che, um, I've never felt like that before. Or did she say it to Carrie? I can't remember who she said Yeah, I've to. never felt like this before. Yeah. And it's like, uh, Miranda, we've seen you have screaming orgasms before. Maybe it's been a while since you've had one. But even that would be believable. If it's been years and then you had a great fingering in the kitchen, maybe in your head, in your drunken tequila head, it's like, oh, wow, I've never felt like this before, even though we've seen her enjoy Yeah, and the fact that times. she even had an episode where she was with someone where she had to fake it yeah, um, means that all the other times she wasn't faking it. And she did have very electric sex with Steve. And... Um, she did love him and, you know, he broke down her heart and her barriers. Um, that's not to say that she doesn't have underlying feelings um, that she suppressed. Like, we are all very layered and it's not just black and white. But I, I think, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. I, I'm, I'm wondering if she just meant Reese, like, in the last few years because... That's what I mean about Cynthia Nixon. Unless Cynthia Nixon sort of was like that in her marriage to her husband. And it's kind of, she wants that story to be told through Miranda. I don't know. Well, I think the key thing she says is, she says, I don't want to be this person anymore. It isn't enough. And I think it's like, and I think this does happen where it's like, I, it's not that I don't love Steve. It's not that I hate my marriage, even though she does say that. I think it's like, I hate the person I've become. And my marriage is a reflection of the person I now am. And she just, I'm getting this, she says she's trapped. She wants to be something new, something fresh. And that is something I'm buying into. I do think Miranda would be more pragmatic and practical and would be like, okay, I have had many happy years with Steve. And I think it's a little bit insulting towards the audience because they know how much we love Steve and Miranda as a couple to mm. for her to casually kind of, even though I believe it, I don't like her suggesting they've never been happy. But I don't think that's what she means necessarily. Yeah, but again, it's like, obviously we can analyse and deduce, but it is, it's it's tricky because it's like, even for Carrie, there's a lot of things, we sort of touched on it before when um, Miranda says to Charlotte, we haven't had sex in years and Charlotte's surprised. And then Carrie is very surprised by this revelation. So, and, and Che was saying how she felt sick, got sick, because she suppressed everything and didn't speak out. So I think Miranda's, yeah, in the last few years, has been suffering in silence for many years, self-medicating with the drink. Charlotte and uh, Carrie had no idea that she was having problems with Steve. So... Um, She's obviously now just going to vomit it, vomit it out. I do feel like Shay might be, unless she does manage to quit drinking, a bit of a bad influence for Miranda, though. She seems like a bit of a party gal. So maybe Miranda yeah. might go off the rails a bit. I would like to see that. Um, what I'd do love you to see that too. Steve would say if he found out? Um, this is the thing. I feel like they, want, they, they, they might want to make it easy for Miranda to do this. So she's a huge hypocrite um, uh, in that respect. Like, whatever the reasons are, she has just cheated on Steve. 
Yeah. And he did the same. To, he did the same to her, and they made a whole, you know, thing about it. Um, he'll either say like what I thought he would say before, like ah, I knew this was coming. Hasn't been the same for years, or he'll be devastated. I hope that we, she gets a little bit of, you know, pushback because she did just cheat on him. Well, she'll tell him, and he won't respond because he's deaf. And then she'll be like, "Well, I did try to tell you." He can't hear. Yeah. How do you think he'll react? I feel like it's a completely different situation from when he cheated in the film. Because I think what she said, that they're basically friends that live together now. He, she can't be alone in feeling that way. So I think he will feel that way as well. And I reckon that if Miranda tells him, which I think she will, because I think she's honest. Well, I mean, her character's meant to be honest and she values trust then I think he might feel relief and they might just part ways quite amicably. Mm. And they'll take it as a, oh, look, this this just shows that we aren't meant to be together anymore. Um, yeah, Brady's like an adult almost. I don't want to see like them end on bad terms and I don't think it would be respectful to the relationship that us fans love so much to see that happen. Maybe Che will be part of a threesome with them. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they already tried it, didn't they? They already broke them up once. They made him cheat on her, which was... I felt so betrayed when he, he cheated on her. Because they were like my realist couple, you know? Uh, they've killed Big, so who knows what they'll do. Please don't let the actor who plays Steve end up being any kind of pervert, though. We can't take that. Oh, no. He's so hot. He is hot. Let's never forget that. <laughs> he is so hot. Um, so that's an amazing scene, amazing revelations. And I felt really sorry for Carrie in that scene. She was so vulnerable, so alone. Um, it really honed in to me that Big's gone and she's alone. Yeah. Um, which I liked. And that the only people having sex in her apartment will be frigging in the kitchen for now. Yes, that kitchen's seeing a lot of action. The spilt over coffee pot, Navis. Yeah, there's not a lot of cooking happening in that kitchen over the years, but there's been some fucking. Absolutely. And speaking of fucking, she texts her most sexually charged friend, Samantha, which I loved this bit. I mean, obviously we all miss Samantha, so even Mm -hmm. texting from her, we'll just grab whatever morsels we can. However... (laughs) Absolutely. She tells her about mentioning her on the podcast and the diaphragm story. Samantha says, one of my finest hours and I love that your vagina is getting airtime. Then Carrie says, I miss you. Samantha starts typing and stops. Mm-hmm. And I did like this, but the thing I have an issue with is if Samantha is so mad at Carrie that she is not like checking in on her about losing her husband and stuff like that. I don't think she'd be casually talking to her in this way. No. It's just not believable. It's either she is really mad at her or she would make friends with her. And again, like with the Stanford situation, I understand that they're backed into a corner because Kim Cattrall isn't part of the show, so what else can they do? But I feel like maybe they shouldn't be referencing her this much then. I agree, and it, it it's two backwards and forwards. And um, again, Carrie can't respect space, so I miss you. It's like, leave her alone, like, just stop. She's she's very emotionally incontinent, ironically. Um, she can't ever read the room, and I agree, uh, Samantha just wouldn't be, be giving her this much time over something so trivial. Yeah, 
I mean, they're either friends or they're not. But it was nice, though. It was nice to feel that she was there and she was typing on the phone and that that felt nice as a viewer to get a little bit of Samantha again. I think what Samantha was typing was, well, I miss American cock. I'm sick of these foreskins. And then she was like, actually, do you know what? I don't even want to give Carrie this joke. And then she deleted it. Well, I would have thought they'd written her back to go to Liverpool because that's where Kim Cattrall's from. I thought she was from Manchester. No, she's from Liverpool. She's got a house yeah, there. Yeah, you're right. It's Liverpool. It's Liverpool. Um, and then we get Miranda listening to Che and her comedy while rubbing her rim with an orange. She's making a Negroni. She's making a Negroni and she, she would need to, to find that funny because, I mean, the comedy <gasps> is not funny. What? Oh, I mean, the, the overreacted laughing. Can everyone just say, like, we all you need to do is read the comments, like, on any posts on, like, HBO Max, anything. Shay's not funny. Sorry. She's not funny at all. It's not. Shay's not funny. Oh, I did um, no. hear or read something last week that Shay, um, sorry, the actress, does have a Netflix comedy special. So I think you'd See? speculated on that. And I think they were... I don't think it's that Cross promo. was part of it, but I think it was... I bet she did write that herself. I don't think that was written for her. Uh, it reeked of her own material, 100%. Yeah. But, like, and why? Then... Like, Ed, who is this person? Why do they get to, like, promote their career? I don't understand. I don't know. But here we are. And just like that, here we are. And just, just like, like that, that, Miranda finds out that the book that she ordered, she ordered, not Charlotte. And that's what prompts her to pour all her booze away. Mm, which, such a waste. People on Reddit were saying, Steve owns a bar. Like, why are you throwing away booze? Which is like, but oh, yeah. really, is Miranda thinking about Steve at this point? No. And also, Steve has clearly disappeared from the face of the earth. <laughs> Where is Steve? We need to find Steve. <laughs> and then we get Charlotte talking to Carrie about the Rock Rose situation. And I think mm-hmm. that's probably my favourite line of the episode is when Carrie said, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet, which is a very clever line. Clever use of that quote. Yeah, that's really nice. And Charlotte compares the non-binary thing to getting a perm. And she says, is this right now or is this her life? Which I think really sums up the the how she must be feeling in turmoil right now. So I found that really resonated. And then we get Travis, the physical therapist that Carrie goes to Mm -hmm. about her back, her hip. Um, First of all, he's gay, so. Honey, are we supposed to think he's straight? Gay since he was born, um, in the words of Anthony. And, but I was thinking, is Carrie going to fuck her gay PT? Is that but also, okay, so we now, is that it now? So that's it, Big never existed. And we're just going to be like... Carrie is acting like she's been widowed for about three or four years, where it's like she still touches upon things of Big and still gets upset if something like Big's photo is broken. However, she likes being picked up by handsome men and she wants to get this cute PT. She's not acting like someone whose husband just died like a month prior. Do you know what... In my opinion... No, I agree. And I wonder if this would have been a good opportunity to explore Carrie's backstory. Because we we heard once in yes. the show, did her dad leave when she was young? Yes. Carrie's mum, as far as I know, has never been mentioned on the show. Is that right? No, no. So it's like maybe if they'd done something like, yeah, Carrie, maybe her mum died when she was young. Or maybe they have a really bad relationship. Maybe Carrie doesn't expect people to stay around. 
But then... Stick around. Maybe that's why she was always so drawn to Biggs. He was always so non-committal. And maybe that would have made this make more sense. Because, yeah, Carrie's still not acting widowed. And I know you don't have to act a certain way when you're grieving. But um, she seems the most fine out of all the characters in the show <laughs> currently. I know. And it's even when she said in an earlier episode, he ruined my uh, my happy, sad ending. Not he's dead. <laughs> like, sp- she's just upset he ruined the ending. I mean, I suppose it is like her to be self-obsessed. So I guess that would make sense. But I think the reason... Yeah, but it was like she's more focused on the ending as opposed to the fact that he's dead. If that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you Like mean. the end is inevitable and he's ruined it. I think the reason why at the end of this episode they fast forward three months is because they realised that um, Carrie's behaviour wasn't lining up with being recently be- bewidowed. Bewidowed, is that even a word? Yeah, why not? What did I mean? Bewidowed. Um, and I think they, like we predicted, I think they want to get her back dating and single again. But it would mm-hmm. be so weird if she started suddenly. So they've gone forward three months, which I still think would be too soon. But who am I to judge? Um, and we're going to get a big jump. And it's I get it in terms of Carrie, what they want to do with her. But it's going to be interesting to see how all these other storylines have progressed now we've missed out three months. Is Miranda having a full affair with Che? Is Rock fully wanting to transition or something like that? Is what other storylines are there? Is does Charlotte eventually get a big net so she can hook some black people? Does she throw a net out the window <laughs> and then catch them as they're walking down the street? To get those friends, we will see next week on And Just Like That. And what would Samantha say, chicken? Carrie pissed in her bed. I didn't know she was into water sports. I sure am. <laughs> It rains a lot in London. No, sorry, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, I can't think of one. How bad is that? I know. We need to pre-prepare them. I keep winging them, but I think people like them. Thank you guys for getting in touch and saying, so we need to actually put some effort in. But we did have two episodes to do this week. Thank you for letting us know you like them. Yes, we love when you get in touch, so please do. My voice yeah, is almost we gone because we've we done two-hour episodes back-to-back. My throat is more damaged than Samantha after a busy night. Am I right? I feel more worn out than Carrie's hip. <laughs> and much like Carrie, I need a piss. So thank you for listening. And much like Miranda, I need a frig. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. We'll see you next Monday. We love you. Bye.